Welcome to At Home with Debbie Rule, where you can freely ask questions, share stories, and learn more about how to have a happy home, family, and healthy relationships. Well, good evening and welcome to At Home with Debbie Rule. Tonight we have a great show planned for you. We're going to be talking about how to talk to your child when there's a tragic event or a crisis. So if you would like to have input on tonight's program and you haven't already written in, you can text us at 325-428-6145. And if you're listening tonight and you would like to interact with our Facebook page, we'll check that periodically as well while we're on the air. Just go to Facebook at Home with Debbie Rule. We are happy to hear and share with our listeners your thoughts, stories, and testimonies over the next hour that we spend together. Every week I share these statements of how important I believe the home is. I believe every home should be filled with family, friends, food, music, love, and celebration. But most of all, it should be a place to gather, to be cozy, to feel safe, and the peace of God. I feel honored to have those around me year-round, and I love to say... I'm at home with family and friends. Stay tuned for Thoughts from Home. At Home with Debbie Rule, your place to discover more about home, family, and relationships. We'll be back. The May Above and Beyond recipient is Bob Moore. Bob owns Bob Moore Tires and Brady, and he has lived here his entire life growing up in the Lone community. He attended Tarleton State University and is extremely hardworking. He is very kind-hearted and donates to various causes and projects in the community. He has helped families and individuals in crisis by helping monetarily and with physical labor. Bob is a humble family man, husband, father, and grandfather. Thank you, Mr. Moore, for all you do to make our community a better place. The Haven Family Shelter would like to thank their sponsors that help break the silence. Pierce, HVAC, T-Birds, Yesway, Texas Wildlife Supply, Tinsley Drilling, and Verdell Diesel. If you or someone you know has been affected by family violence and or sexual assault in McCullough County, Mason, Menard, or Kimball or Concho counties, please contact the Haven Hotline at 325-597-7644. Break the silence and make the call. Home, family, and relationships can be a challenge, and we have some answers for you right here on 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com. Join me, Debbie Rule, every Sunday from 6 to 7 p.m. for At Home with Debbie Rule. And this week on the program, we'll be talking about how to talk to your children about a crisis. Join me this Sunday at 6 o'clock right here on KNEL 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com. I look forward to spending this Sunday evening with you at 6 o'clock right here. I'll see you then. Well, welcome back. This is Thoughts from Home. One of our necessary beliefs is that children are safe in school with their teachers. One of the reassurances as we make to our little ones is that nothing bad will ever happen in school. This past week, a small community in Texas saw those beliefs shattered as two adults and 19 children were violently killed. What do you say when children are killed? Well, the most realistic answer I have found has been given by an author, Charlie Walton. He's a father who himself lost two of his sons in one night. What Charlie Walton urges friends and families and loved ones to understand is that when children die, there are no words. Words are insufficient to explain what has happened. 
In this powerful book, There Were No Words, Finding Your Way to Cope with the Loss and Grief, he clarifies that in the first hours and days of such loss, there is nothing he could say to himself and nothing that anyone else could say to him to make it right. There is nothing right about the death of children. And on December 14, 2012, our country experienced another school tragedy, Sandy Hook Elementary, where a shooter shot 20 kindergarten children and six staff members. While the violent loss in Connecticut at Sandy Hook Elementary and Robb Elementary in Uvalde, Texas, has broken hearts and stolen words, it does not take away the connections and the power of loved ones to ease and help and contain the pain. We have learned through trauma outreach that the most visible source of response is just having familiar networks of support. Like family and friends, neighbors who just show up to take care of your daily needs, those that are grieving. The parents whose bond to each other helps them walk together through this nightmare. The moms and dads who are holding their big and small children closer without words. All they do is just want to reduce the horror and what they have experienced, witnessed, and even seen in the media. The spiritual, care, spiritual caregivers whose presence affords a safe haven for many. In this early stage is excruciating and bewildering loss. We know the crucial step to easing pain and to feeling some emotional safety is no, you are not alone. And while victims' families deal with the tragic loss of loved ones, so many will deal with the tragedy at hand, whether you are witness to the traumatic event or you are a family across the nation who is just trying to find the words to console a child who is fearful to go back to school because of what they've heard on the news. All the while, you as a parent are dealing with the same fear, but you must maintain a stable, steady heart to lead and guide your children into finding the peace they once had in attending school. No matter what your situation is, everyone has a different one. There is one thing we all have in common. Tragedy and trauma must be dealt with. So how do I move forward? How do we as a family stay strong? How do I protect my children? Many questions have been asked over the past week, and many more will come. This is an unfathomable tragedy of loss by so many. A nation watches in tears. A nation hopes that the families feel their collective support. But the truth of the matter is, all families need support during a tragic event like Sandy Hook, Uvalde, and other school shootings. The tragedy affects us all. This has been Thoughts from Home. Stay tuned for more of At Home with Debbie Rule. We'll be back. New in 2022, have you or someone you've known been dealing with hurts, habits, or hangups? Are you looking for a place where others understand and admit that we all need a better way to live life? Heart of Texas Celebrate Recovery is a Christ-centered 12-step recovery program designed to help deal with past hurts, unhealthy habits, and hang-ups that keep us from successful living. Celebrate Recovery is not just for those dealing with addictions to drugs and alcohol. Celebrate Recovery is much more. Anger issues, insecurities, codependency, abuse, fear, anxiety, divorce. Celebrate Recovery helps us all find freedom, support, healing, peace, and new life. Heart of Texas Celebrate Recovery meets Thursdays at 6 o'clock p.m. at the Heart of Texas Event Center located at 804 San Angelo Highway. We look forward to you joining us this Thursday at 6 o'clock. What is in your future is so much better than what's in your past. The time is now to come and celebrate with us. 
The Haven Family Shelter is a domestic violence and sexual assault shelter that serves men, women, and children who are victims of domestic violence and sexual assault in Mason, Menard, McCullough, Kimball, Concho, and surrounding counties. The Haven is dedicated to ending domestic violence and sexual assault. The Haven provides services such as 24-hour crisis intervention and hotline, 24-hour accompaniment for medical, law enforcement, or criminal justice. They provide legal advocacy, individual counseling, and the Haven is active in public education, prevention, and community awareness. Support your local domestic violence and sexual assault programs. Speak up about the abuse. Educate yourself and others. Help a friend in need and set an example. For more information on how you can help, call the Haven at 325-597-7644. Together, we can end domestic violence and sexual assault. Well, welcome back to At Home with Debbie Rule, where we are discussing how to talk to your children about crisis. As much as we might want to, we can't always protect our children from witnessing violence and tragedy in the world, whether it's mass shooting, terrorist attacks, or war. As parents, teachers, and other supportive adults, what we can do is comfort and communicate with our children in the most healing way possible. But many of us don't always know the best way to do that. We may not know how much information to share, what language to use, or how to cope with our own emotions in the process. And tonight, joining me on the program is my wonderful husband, Rudy Rule. Good evening, Rudy. Hi, Debbie. Well, I uh, wish we were talking about something a little bit more upbeat, but as uh, everyone else in our nation is talking about uh, the tragedy that happened this past week in Uvalde, Texas, um, we thought we would just kind of uh, talk a little bit about it as well and see if we could give some helpful tips to families out there that might need to talk about uh, what happened with their children and deal with their own fears and emotions as well. Well, you're right. It would be so much better if we didn't have this event to talk about, but we do have it, and you know, the man you quoted at the beginning of the program that said there's no words. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there talking and saying mm -hmm. a lot of words. Mm -hmm. If you are a family that is dealing with a tragedy, there are no words. Mm -hmm. It is devastating. Mm -hmm. How do you recover from devastation? That's another program. Mm -hmm. What we're talking about tonight is not specifically focused on the families that are dealing with this tragedy. What we're talking about is other people in communities mm -hmm. whose children are going to be asking questions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So not the families that have actually lost someone, but right. more of the families that are dealing with the tragedy um, with having to deal with your family and what they hear on the news and what that might make, you know, how they may feel. They they think that they're safe at school, but then they hear something like this on the news and they don't know what to do. That just makes everyone scared, including parents. And I want to say this for the people of Brady. We attended our grandson's 
awards ceremony Wednesday of this past week. And that was the day after the tragedy. Mm-hmm. And you can only imagine what was going on in anyone's mind. But I was so happy to see a strong presence of Brady mm-hmm. police officers. Yes. And I know some of those men personally, and I know that they would run to the danger. Mm-hmm. We're waiting for all of the story to come out. We don't like what we're hearing. But, you know, years ago when we were in Amarillo, there was a shooting at a high school. And it really scared me because our children were young. They were in mm-hmm. elementary school. And I didn't want to send them to school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought, it's my job to protect them. I can't protect them at school. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep them at home and shelter them and never mm-hmm. let them out of the house, mm-hmm. which is the wrong response. So I, w- I want to say to the people of Brady, we have a very dedicated men and women in our city police department and our sheriff's department, and I feel very comfortable sending our children to school mm-hmm. here in Brady. Mm-hmm. So what do you say to children that come home asking questions that there are no answers to? One thing we've got to understand is there's going to be a lot of talk. Mm-hmm. There are going to be families telling children different things. Yes. And those kids are going to bring it to school and say it. And it's going to, it's going to result in terror. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so while our children may have been safe from what happened last week, being so far removed, the terror is going to begin, and thankfully school's out, but Mm -hmm. it may begin next year when Mm -hmm. you start hearing things about we're not safe at school. Mm -hmm. Uh, When children watch the news, Mm -hmm. you have older kids talking to younger kids. There's just a lot of uh, noise out there, mm-hmm. a lot of confusion, a lot of mm-hmm. things that result in absolute terror mm-hmm. for someone as it attacks their sense of security. Yes. So as a parent, that's what you have to battle. That's mm-hmm. what you have to be prepared mm-hmm. to talk about. So one thing I would say to all parents, let your children come and tell you what they want to tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let them share their feelings. Let them ask their questions mm-hmm. and go from there. Mm-hmm. If you can try to get out in front of this, and I'm afraid you would do more damage mm-hmm. than you would do good. You'd do more harm than you would do good. Be open. You can you can ask, do you have any questions? Do you want to talk about it? Mm-hmm. Don't push it. They'll come to you in their own time. Mm-hmm. Um, but draw closer to your children. Draw closer to your spouse. Draw closer to your support network. Let the love really uh, be expressed. Mm-hmm. This is the time where we've got to be really warm and fuzzy. Mm-hmm. I mean really warm and fuzzy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And love one another, hug one another, encourage one another. Whatever happens, we'll get through it. We'll make it through this. We, we're going to be strong, and we're not going to be afraid. That's right. <clears throat> and um, 
really before you can have the right mind to talk to your children, you need to be sure that you have the right mind yourself. And um, like you said, you know, your initial reaction as a parent is to protect. And, uh, and that's just our human nature. We are going to protect our children. And so what does that look like and what does that mean? Does that mean I don't send them to school? Does that mean that I, uh, you know, keep them sheltered, as you said? You know, what, what, what is the right answer there? And um, the immediate thing for a parent is to deal with your own fears and your own anxiousness and uh, anxiety that you have about the situation and the worrying and the things that some parents, most all parents, will do. And, um, you know, if you need to talk to someone to try to process your feelings, you know, um, things like this happen and it affects everybody in a different way. And so we really shouldn't judge how... uh, traumatic events affect people or how they're responding to it. But some deal with anxiousness a little bit more than others. Some deal with worry a little bit more than others. Um, So everybody's different. And it's okay, you know, for yourself as a parent to reach out and talk to someone at the school. Or uh, maybe you have a pastor or there's a counselor or someone that you can talk to uh, that can give you some good sound advice on how to be level-headed about it and and how to move forward. Um, You know, talk to the school and say, you know, what is the protocol for uh, something like this that happens? Do you run disaster? drills. Um, you know, maybe some of those things are the things you need to ask so that you have a little bit more of a peace of mind of what goes on uh, while your child is at school. Whatever it may be, maybe it's just self-care where you need to journal a little bit, write down your feelings, uh, and try to process them that way. I always find that writing is really uh, a therapeutic tool. Um, that's why you hear so many people talking about journaling. You know, it's okay to be afraid, and it's okay to be anxious. It's okay to worry about your children. That's just natural for us to do that as parents. But when we um, go into a, you know, when we overstep into a destructive and unbalanced sense of those things, then that's when we can get in trouble. So, you know, talk to somebody, try to process those feelings so that when your child does come to you and talks to you, You're prepared and you're level-headed and you're able to answer that child without handling all of your stress at that time, you know, because we've got to be prepared uh, for when our kids come. We teach our children when they're at school to go to their teacher. Mm -hmm. And this is another huge burden on teachers going forward. Children are going to be looking to them for their security. Yeah. And so pray for the teachers, encourage the teachers. Mm-hmm. People are leaving the teaching field because it is brutal. Yeah. It's brutal. So thank you, all of you dedicated teachers. The children love you and they need you. Mm-hmm. You know, already uh, with our society the way it is for the last decades, we've taught our children how to be safe. Yes. Stranger danger. Yes. Uh, don't touch private parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we tar- start teaching these things early. Don't leave mama's side at the store. Mm-hmm. Don't go where I can't see you. And this has always been, it's not a phenomena of today. I was six years old and riding in the car with my mom. Of course, back then there were no car seats, no seat belts. I was mm-hmm. standing up in the seat. Mm-hmm. 
And I said, we drove by the park in our little hometown. And I said, Mama, can I go play at the park? She said, not by yourself. There's bad men out there. Mm-hmm. And I looked out in the park. I didn't see anybody. I didn't know what she meant by bad men out there. Mm-hmm. But you couldn't leave your children totally, even then, mm-hmm. uh, unprotected. Because mm-hmm. there's always been people that will take advantage of the weakest, the smallest, the mm-hmm. most innocent. Mm-hmm. And it's just absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've been teaching our children about stranger danger. We've given them code words. We've given them what to do in case of a fire, what to do in case you're lost or you're separated or somebody grabs you. So these conversations have already been taking place. And then the same way that we've had those conversations with our children we can talk about this. Mm-hmm. You know, statistically, there's a better chance of being hit on the head by a meteor than having this happen to you. Mm-hmm. Now, that's silly, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and that's true. We can share those things with our kids to try to bring a little bit of a sense of comfort for them. Um, you know, Waiting for them to come talk to you is one thing. Initiating conversation is another. If you feel that your child is uh, showing some discomfort or some stress, maybe they've heard something, you can't really tell what it is, but, you know, maybe they're just so overwhelmed with their feelings they can't express themselves. Sometimes, you know, in, in your mind and also especially in a child's mind, in most cases, uh, their fears and their fantasies are much more frightening and disturbing oh, than the absolutely. truth. Oh, absolutely. And so, um, so in their you know little mind, what's going on is magnified. Uh, when they hear on the news, you know that little children were killed at school. All they need to hear is that right there. Children were killed at school, and automatically their mind is going, sure. and and it's very. Um, very scary for them. It's scary for anyone, but especially for a child. So, you know, having those conversations with them, uh, trying to just bring some comfort and security. Children thrive on security. They need security. You know, I enjoy hearing you say, pulling them close. This is the time to be warm and fuzzy and, you know, hugging them and letting them know, you know, some children, the way that they respond to stress like that is they become very clingy. And um, as a parent, what you don't want to do is say, what is wrong with you? You know, um, but but to, but to to see those, you know, warning signs or to see those things in your child and respond to them in an appropriate way. And appropriate. Yes. Appropriate. In an appropriate don't way. Don't say you got to be tough. You got to be strong. You got to be brave. Don't pull that macho garbage mm-hmm. on children. Yeah. Or, you know, what's the matter with you? That didn't happen here. And, and like you said, you know, um, there, you know, you have more of a chance of, you know, of an airplane falling out of the air on top of you than that, you know, happening. That doesn't really help help. kids to understand, you know, it's better to take them aside and say, I know that you're scared. You know, I'm scared too. Validate their feelings. But, but what I want you to know is that we have a safe school. Yes. And that your teachers are there to protect you. Drive them by the police and, station. Yes. And they're Let going to talk to the police. And they're going to teach you, you know, just like a fire drill, just like a, you know, a natural disaster, anything that's that they do in school that will drill the class and allow them to experience in a mock way to um see how they're going to respond. And children need to be prepared for that too, so that they're not afraid of that. Um 
I heard some craziness out there about, um, well, you know, they just need to have people go in the school with guns and really, you know, so that the kids will be serious and they'll really, you know, do the drill the right way. And I'm thinking, they don't put a fire let's, in the let's school. Terrorize. Yeah, yeah, let's they, terrorize they, these we, children. We don't, we don't set the school on fire to yeah. do a fire drill. Let's put images I mean, in their mind that they never get out. Yeah, you know, because That's they're saying, ludicrous. you know, kids, we've seen kids, how they are in a fire drill and, you know, tornado warning, all that stuff. And they, and they don't, they're not really serious, but this is a serious matter where if they don't, you know, act immediately, uh, it's life or death. And yes, that's true. Well, people are looking for answers. And yes. a lot of times you get crazy ideas. Yes. And, be ca- and let me just say that. Be careful who you listen to. Oh, my goodness. You know, there's just because somebody has letters behind their name, it doesn't mean that they're an expert in everything. And just because somebody's on TV doesn't mean he knows what he's talking about. Right. There's one person out there that reminds me of the scarecrow on the Wizard of Oz. He's he's our generation's Bernie Sanders Mm -hmm. flapping his arms up and down all over everywhere and doesn't have a solution. Well, that, you know, trust your instinct, your your gut feeling there and your discernment of, you know, what you feel is appropriate. That's why you've got to get your emotions in check. Because if you're not in check, then you're going to be grasping at anything out there that you can to bring yourself comfort, and that's going to affect your family. So, you know, work process through your own feelings, and then if you need to talk to somebody, choose somebody that you know will be objective, choose somebody that you know that will give you true facts, uh, someone that's not going to exaggerate, or use a political agenda. And you've got to use your own intelligence and sift through Mm -hmm. The babble, mm-hmm. the psycho babble mm-hmm. that's out there, and and so many people are using, you know, this as a political agenda to make it about guns, and yes, it is obvious that the gunman had a gun, and uh, you know, but he, you know, he committed a felony when he took that gun on the school property, and he was going to do that. He already regardless. was breaking laws. Yes, making laws does not protect you. Yes, and right now it doesn't really matter about that at this particular moment because this is uh, something that has just occurred. And, you know, to point the finger at um, a political agenda or or to a person. To try to take advantage of this opportunity for your own gain. That is the lowest of the low. Yes, and, you know, and always remember that all the facts have to come out. You know, don't don't attack the police. Don't attack the school. Don't attack, you know, we don't know. to some words that you said. We need to bring the focus back to the children and to the family and the mm-hmm. parents. It's a time for comfort. Yes. To, for comforting. Absolutely. And you can tell your children you love them and you will protect them mm-hmm. and you wouldn't send them to school if you didn't think it was safe. You're doing everything you can to make sure it's Mm -hmm. safe. You've checked it out. They can trust you. If if they can't trust mom and dad, who can Mm -hmm. they trust? Mm -hmm. And there is great trust between students and their teachers. Yes. I mean... So that's that's wonderful. We have a summer to to heal mm-hmm. from this mm-hmm. terrible tragedy. But this is when we're going to be having these conversations. And if you've got to tell your children that you're doing everything you can to ensure that it's safe and you wouldn't mm-hmm. send them if it mm-hmm. wasn't, 
and that they can go and and go to school like mm-hmm. they used to that we're taking steps to make sure it's safe comfort them mm-hmm. encourage them mm-hmm. tell them that they're going to be protected that mm-hmm. we are not going to let something like that happen here mm-hmm and um, to go along with what you were saying, you know, just reassuring them, I just happened to have a quote from uh, Fred Rogers. Do you all remember Mr. Mm-hmm. Rogers? Um, this was something that he said that, um, you know, his mom used to tell him, and it was that, um, let's see, I think I've lost it. I didn't get it on there. It was something like... Um, you know, there's always there's always good good people and good things too, and so yes. out of all of this, and I'm paraphrasing that I can't remember. I don't have the quote right in front of me. I have some other stuff, but um, but there's always good in in things, and there's, there's always, always good, good people. Good people. There's always good people that are doing good things. That's right. And so you know, take that back again and say, you know, let's think about. Our police officers, let's be so thankful for them. They are good people that do good things to protect us. Do you see them at your school? Don't be afraid when they're at your school because they're there to protect That's you. Right. And, um, and you know, turning it back, the, the, the first responders, your teachers, your teachers are your there firemen, every day. They are there EMTs. to protect you. You know, talking about the good, we can make something so traumatic by being so it's all bad. This is bad. This is horrific. This is a horrible thing that has happened. But somehow we've got to turn it back around for our children's sake and put some good into it, not in what happened, but in the people that are there to protect. And they're here to protect us in our community and in your school. And do you see them? And, you know, helping them to feel safe. Security is the number one thing that they need to feel right now. They need to feel secure. They need to feel secure when they go back to school. Some kids are going to be going to summer school. And uh, this is going to be a challenge for some parents to get them to want to go. Um, But you can try to help them feel safe. And everybody needs to be a part of the solution. Yes. You know, you don't ever want to violate security protocols. Mm -hmm. Well, it's silly. I have to go to the front desk and go through a cipher lock door and get a badge. I didn't have to do that when I was a kid. My dad would come up to the, hey, Mm -hmm. hey, hey. It's a different world. Yes. Don't violate mm-hmm. security protocols. And don't be, be more a of a problem. Be a part of the solution. Yeah. That's right. And don't, don't be more, be of, a more problem. of a problem. You know, they're already trying to deal with so much. Just be compliant and do what's asked of you, and it may take a little bit more time. But it's for the safety of our children. It's for the safety of our community. And we need to remember that. We need to remember what the end result is, is for our children to be safe and secure. And so um, if your children are dealing with that, reassure them. You know, deal with your own feelings first, then reassure them. Bring some good into the situation. Remind them that the police are there to protect them. Their teachers are there to protect them. You're there to protect them. And, you know, and be a good listener. Um, when your kids come and talk to you and they say, you know, I'm, I'm feeling this way, uh, don't try to tell them how they're feeling. Um, just say, well, you know, I don't understand. Don't tell them they shouldn't feel that way. I understand way. that you could feel that way. You know, I remember when I was little, I used to feel that way sometimes. But you know what? You made a very good point. Before you talk to your children, you've got to get your mind right. Yes. And there are adults out there that are thinking, I can't talk to my kids. I'm 
terrified. Mm -hmm. I'm scared. Mm -hmm. If it were right now, I wouldn't send my Mm -hmm. kids to school. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're all in a little bit of a panic at one level Mm -hmm. or or another. And I'm certainly not going to do anything that endangers my children or grandchildren. Mm -hmm. And so we have to put it in the right frame of mind. We've got to continue living and not be controlled by someone who is out of control. Mm-hmm. And so we can talk to our children and encourage them and comfort them. And, you know, maybe we need, you said earlier, talk to a counselor, mm-hmm. talk to someone mm-hmm. that is level-headed, not mm-hmm. some off the Well, someone wall. that's out for their own agenda. <sighs> you need to talk to someone that's going to be factual and that's going to understand how you feel, but also be objective. You know, that's just really important. And, and we need to help one another because everybody you know, deals with things These are tragedies that occur. Yes, we can do things to stop them. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking of that little community that got hit by a tornado, and it basically wiped out the whole yeah. community, hundreds mm-hmm. of people. You know, that's just, where did that come from? What can you do about that? There's things that we can't control. What we can control is we're going to be in the moment. And that's what yes. I would tell parents. Be in the moment with your mm-hmm. children. Don't try to shove it under the rug and maybe it'll go away. Talk to them. Encourage them. Hold them close. Hug them. Love them. And ask them, do you believe that mommy or daddy would protect you? Do you feel safe with mommy and daddy? But Your teacher at school, you know she would protect you or he would protect you. It's It's safe. Yes. It is safe. Yes. It is. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back for the second half of At Home with Debbie Rules. Stay with us. It's time to spread the happiness. Heritage Flower Shop is a full-service flower shop specializing in all your floral needs. You can just smell the happiness. Give the gift that will generate smiles. Flowers, plants, balloons, snack baskets, and more for any occasion. Heritage Flower Shop is open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and Saturday, 9 to 1, with delivery available. Send some happiness or brighten your day by giving yourself a little happiness, too. She's back. Mandy's Hair Store welcomes back Jackie Ledesma. Need a new look for graduation or special event coming up? Well, hair extensions, eyelash extensions, color, highlights, perms, nails, and tanning for that summer glow. Make your appointment today with Jackie or Mandy. Mandy's Hair Store, your one-stop shop for family hair care needs. Stop by 404 East Commerce Street and say hi to Jackie and Mandy. Tan and make your appointment for your hair and lash extensions and more. Get your summer off to a great start at Mandy's Hair Store. Are you facing a crisis or has something unexpected happened to you? Maybe your home and relationships have been harmed by divorce? Or do you have marriage, parenting, or blended family issues? Career choices, financial issues, addiction, or just plain old I need to know how to do life better to avoid making so many bad choices? At Home Success Coaching is a great place to start. If you need someone to listen, someone to talk, to process your feelings, insight, or advice on how to have a better life, At Home Success Coaching can help you out of a crisis or just help you stay on the right path and reach the goal of having the very best home, family, and relationships possible. At Home Success Coaching is a nonprofit organization and there is no charge for our services or programs that are offered. Visit at homesuccesscoaching.com. That's at homesuccesscoaching.com, helping one home at a time. 95.3 KMEL
Well, welcome back to At Home with Debbie Brule, where tonight we're talking about how to talk to your children about tragedy, uh, tr- um, traumatic events, crisis, things that go on that are beyond our control, uh, but we have to deal with um, at some point. And so uh, tonight we're just trying to give a little bit of insight and wisdom on uh, if you're having trouble explaining to your child about what happened um, in Uvalde, Texas, this is a good opportunity to learn how to talk to your child or your children in events like this, during events like this, because we need to be sure that they feel safe and secure. Um, I found that quote from Mr. Rogers. I do want to go ahead and and share that. Um, He said, when I was a boy, I would see scary things in the news, and my mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. To this day, especially in times of disaster, I remember my mother's words, and I'm always comforted by realizing that there are still so many helpers and so many caring people in this world. That was a wise mama right there. Mm-hmm. Turning it back to the good and helping him You know, I can just see that afraid. turning into a whole exercise with a child. Who do you know that's a helper? Mm-hmm. Who can you identify that's a helper? Who in your mm-hmm. school is a helper? Who mm-hmm. in your school would you go to? Mm-hmm. Who at home would you go to? Who mm-hmm. in our community do you see as a helper? Yep. And that that really is redirecting and refocusing. That's absolutely a brilliant answer. Yeah. And so comforting to hold on to that. Look for the helpers. Mm-hmm. Look for those who are running to the danger to make it better. Yeah. And uh, just be thankful for our police, our yes. fire department, our EMTs, all of those people that run to School the danger. School administration. That's... Uh, they have to deal with a lot, and uh, we need to and appreciate And they don't get that. any appreciation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one thing that um, you can do with your child is uh, just allowing them to share their feelings. But, you know, as we're talking about helping and being good, you know, maybe they want to write a letter to the victim's families or give money to an organization. I know there's lots of organizations out there that are raising funds because a lot of those families did not prepare financially that they were going to have to pay for a funeral. And so um, so there's a lot of need out there financially, emotionally, spiritually, physically, every way. And so, um, you know, have your child turn that into something good. You know, we're going to take our money and we're going to give to this organization over here that's raising money for those families. Um, and, you know, if you want to write some words down, we'll find out where we can send a letter so that these families can receive encouragement from you to let them know that you're praying for them. You know, um, I've said this before, uh, I'm a woman of faith, and uh, there are some out there that may not be, but for myself, my faith is what has helped me through a lot of hard times, and uh, those of you that uh, have something that you can grab a hold of, you know, the th- the anchor that gives you the hope, your faith, you, you've got to have something that grounds you at the end of the day, you know, what is it, um, and so... You know, you just, you grab a hold of that 
And at some point, you just have to say, I have to let go and let God. I have to have faith that my children will be protected. And, um, and you know, and teaching them, you know, to have something to hang on to so that when they're not with you and they're scared, they can be reassured by just something that you just say to them, you know, just say a prayer. Just say a prayer right there to yourself, and, and you'll feel better. And, you know, prayer with children really helps. Yeah. To bring them comfort and mm-hmm. security. Yeah. I want to talk to people about uh, the words you can say if you're trying to comfort someone who has suffered a tragedy like this. You know, so often we avoid them. We don't know what to say, so we don't want to go and make a fool of it. Go up to them and give them a hug. Mm-hmm. That's right. Go up yeah. to them and just hug them sincerely. Just being supportive, yeah. And... You know, we had a tragedy occur and a co-worker of mine. And so when we saw him, we asked, is there anything we can do to help? And he said, I'm so glad you didn't say I'm sorry. Everybody comes up to me and says, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I know you're sorry. And I'm just mm-hmm. glad you didn't say that. Mm-hmm. And what we said was, is there anything we can do to help? Yeah. Okay, well. People say, well, that's a trite phrase. Everybody says that. Nobody means it. Well, I mean it. Mm-hmm. I mean it. Mm-hmm. And I deal with these kind of situations, and I know the needs people have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they may not ask you. They may not even know. But look how people show up with food and groceries mm-hmm. and paper plates and napkins whenever uh, their family is having people over because of a tragedy. They mm-hmm. show up with stuff. Yeah. And they mow the yard. I mean, one time after I got out of the hospital, my men's Bible study came over and mowed our yard. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just do things you know, you think about it, you put some thought into it. What can I do to help? Go over there Mm -hmm. and wash their car, Mm -hmm. clean their house, buy some groceries, give them some cash and tell them to go Mm-hmm. Spend the night in a hotel and get away from everything. Be creative. Get together with other mm-hmm. people that are part of that support network and say, what can we do to help mm-hmm. this couple, this family? Mm-hmm. We we want to reach out to them. And there's just things you can do if you'll put some thought into it. Hurting for someone else is fine. Yeah. But being proactive and actually doing something for someone else will make them feel better and it'll make you feel better mm-hmm. and it'll draw people together. Um, another thing that you can do is just be sure that you get a clear picture from, especially from younger children. You don't want to be, like you said, you know, planting seeds of terror and all this into them, but, you know, find out what they know and what their, what their understanding of it is and then go from there you know, discussions need to be age appropriate, not in only in this topic, but in a lot of topics. We need to understand that the age that the child is and the mental capability of being able to understand and to be able process. to process what it is that you're telling them. Always, always, um, always age appropriate. Yeah, you're going to talk to, you know, different aged of kids differently. And so, you know, this requires you to listen carefully you know, to what they're saying. Also, you know, not just listening to words, but also watching their body language, you know, and how are they acting? Listen carefully. Um, 
you know, and being a listener and being a parent that uh, doesn't put your feelings on them, but allows them to share their feelings. You find another place to process your feelings. That's not with your child. Okay. Going and taking your child and saying, I'm scared to death. I'm so fearful. You're not ever going back to school again. You know, those things would not be helpful for your child. So you find a different place. You find find a different place to process your feelings. Your child needs to be able to process their feelings with you. You go somewhere else. And you need to know when it's time for you to seek outside help. If you are not sleeping, if you're not eating, if you're so stressful and so worried that you don't let go of your child, that you're uh, not able to function, if you are um, unable to talk to your child or find a sense of security yourself, you probably need to reach out and talk to somebody. Um, But, you know, processing your feelings needs to be with someone else, not with your child. And adjust your responses to your child's needs. Um, You know, depending on the distress level of that child, their needs are going to be different. Um, Their explanations are going to be different. So we need to listen to that and we need to be um, creative in ways that we talk and, and always with the end result, building security, stability, love and nurture and no fear but just caution. You know, we're cautious, but we're not fearful. And, um, you know, words, words are important. I think that words are so important, the words that we use. You know, we're not fearful, but we are cautious. And we do make good decisions instead of, you know, running out and just doing whatever we think at the moment. Um, So words are really important, the words that you use with your kids. Put things into perspective. You You know, you said a word there. Be aware of their distress level. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Be aware of how much distress they're under. And that distress, yeah. stress is normal in life, but when you're in distress, mm-hmm. you need to attend to that immediately. Yeah, and body language will tell oh. you a lot of that as well. And, you know, if you're, you need to have relationship with your children anyway. Mm-hmm. And especially younger children, you can play with them, you can color with them, you can draw pictures with them, and this will give you an opportunity to use art therapy mm-hmm. with your children. Mm-hmm. Draw me a picture of whatever you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Don't lead them, don't guide them, don't, you know, plant mm-hmm. ideas in their head, but just say, let's draw a Let picture of whatever you're thinking. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they express their mm-hmm. emotions, their feelings. What do you think about that? Draw me a mm-hmm. picture. And that shows you what is going on in their mm-hmm. mind. That's a word picture. Yeah, some or a kids picture because some kids don't want to use words. They have a hard time expressing with words. And the so more chaotic it is, the more chaotic mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. thought process is regarding mm-hmm. that subject. So, what do you say when parents say, "My child doesn't watch the news. My child doesn't know anything about what's going on. I don't need to worry about it." If your child has access to any type of device that has the internet then guess what? They are probably going to be exposed to something uh, unless you're monitoring that very, very closely. And I hope you are. But, uh, but things are going to be out there. And your f- children's friends are going to say things because they've seen things on the Internet uh, or someone else has told them things. And so that's why we have to talk with our kids because our kids are getting knowledge somewhere They need to be sure, you know, you need to be sure that they're getting the correct information and that it's being given in a way that can help them feel safe. 
So there are those kids that parents try to pull them out, and mm-hmm. they say, oh, I don't, I don't worry. They don't get any response from the kids. And what I would say to that parent is realize that this is stress surrounding the child that they're ignoring, mm-hmm. that they're uh, denying. Mm-hmm. They're in denial right mm-hmm. now. And there's going to be a time that they're going to have mm-hmm. a uh, acting out, mm-hmm. and they're going to reveal that this stress has finally gotten to them. So mm-hmm. just be aware, be close, mm-hmm. comfort. Mm-hmm. All of these things we've talked about work, even if a child is in denial about how they're feeling. Mm-hmm. They're processing. They may be ignoring it. They may be mm-hmm. blocking it out. Blocking is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first heard about blocking, I thought, that's a bunch of baloney. It is mm-hmm. so true. Mm-hmm. It We're so... Uh, 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 able to block things out of our mind and eventually they come to the surface and then we're like caught off guard Mm -hmm. so as a parent if you have a child that may be doing that uh, just be aware keep an eye on them continue that comfort continue that encouragement continue that speaking to their issues of security show them the things you're doing i'm locking the doors every night we're prepared we have 911 on speed dial we this that whatever it is that you're doing to speak to the security of the home and the family Mm -hmm. that goes in there too it all goes into the mix it all goes into that mind Mm -hmm. that jumble of thoughts and it makes a difference. Yeah. So be active, be proactive, be involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you were saying watch for their behaviors if they're pulling back. Well, some children, when they're under stress, will ha- exhibit bad behavior. Uh. They will, you know, not even realizing that they are uh, acting out. Why did you do and, that? I don't you know. know. And so, um, so that's something, you know, when we're talking about watching body language, we're talking about watching changes in behavior. We're talking about, you know, what are some things that they could have been exposed to that they've seen or heard uh, that maybe you don't know exactly what it is, but, you know, something's just not quite right. Friends that they've been around, older children, older kids will say things to scare little kids. Mm. You know, um, I mean, I, I would hope that that doesn't happen, oh, but, but you know, does. kids are oh, kids. But it does. Kids are kids, and so if, if you know if they have older siblings with friends and things like that, they may think it's funny, you know, to scare well, a little. Well, it may Tommy. be their way of venting out or too. coping as well. Yeah, that's true. But get the children active. Get them out of the gloom. Get them out of the house. Get them out from in front mm-hmm. of the TV. Get them off of their devices. Yeah. Get them away from bad influences mm-hmm. and get them active. Go yeah. do something. Go outside. Mm-hmm. You know, I've finally realized I've never liked fishing. You're the fisherman. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. to date, Debbie's caught 30. I've kept a count. She's caught 33 fish. I've caught zero. I don't care for fishing. We don't fish much. <laughs> yeah. I don't care for fishing. A lot of you people love it. More power to you. You can catch mine. But I kind of understand why it's so popular. Mm-hmm. And I used to go fishing with my grandpa, and he'd say, shh, you're scaring the fish. Mm-hmm. And I was 40 years old before I figured out fish can't hear. He wanted me to be quiet and mm-hmm. be still. Mm-hmm. But I understand. You can take kids fishing, wet a hook, throw mm-hmm. a hook in the water, catch a fish, put it back, mm-hmm. whatever. But get out and do something. Mm-hmm. 
Get outside. Yeah, and um, that's part of processing and how and allowing them to express their feelings. She caught some fish with one. a net too, so that's not <laughs> fair. Um, but one one thing here that was uh, listed in some of the research I said is you know is just creating a lemonade stand. You know, having them go outside and do something, and you know we're going to donate this money to the families. Let me play off of that. If you're going to have a lemonade stand, you need to get on social media and tell all your friends to come buy a dollar cup of lemonade Mm -hmm. because you're donating the money to Uvalde or whatever you're Mm -hmm. doing with it. Mm -hmm. But get everybody you know Mm -hmm. to come by and buy a dollar's worth of lemonade Mm -hmm. so that, I mean, it helps everybody. It gives everybody something to do, and Mm -hmm. it's a positive thing. And you can Don't see. stick a kid out there in 100-degree <laughs> weather and wait for somebody to drive by and stop. Well, you've got to be— Do it with them. You've got to be yeah, and intentional. You can, you can see how all of these things are kind of connected. You know, you deal with your feelings. You allow your children to express their feelings. You're leading and guiding them. You're turning this negative, horrific act into something positive, looking at the good that's in it and the people that help us and helping them focus on something good that they can, you know— give the money to doing the lemonade stand that they can donate the money. Um, You know, all of these things, they have to come into a circle as you know, they start here and it's just like, you know, seven stages of grief or whatever it is that you're dealing with. We, we have to go through the process, but it has to come full circle. And so we need to start and allow it to take its process and, um, you know, begin the healing, um, A lot of what you can do to begin healing if your child has been hurt and shook up about something or about this particular situation is a lot of extra hugs, uh, you know, spending time, laundry, you know, a little bit of work that you can, you know, miss or put off till the next day. It's prioritizing spending time, that quality time, being nurturing, reassuring them. Uh, speaking to that security, you know how much mommy loves you and you know how I'm not ever going to let anything happen to you. And I love you so much. And, you know, and giving hugs and just, you know, smiling and being positive and being a light into their life and breathing life into them um, and into those fears and giving them hope. So, you know, we've got to start somewhere by beginning the healing, and part of that is just uh, nurturing our children back to a safe, sound mind, and uh, that takes work as parents. And so if you need or uh, you're uh, wanting to seek some therapy, you need help, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, Family uh, therapy is very good. Uh, Some people would rather have someone else talk with them and their children to make sure that um, they are, you know, communicating the right thing. Or or maybe they just can't seem to get the words out because they're so wrapped up in fear. So you have a third party that sits down and talks with everybody and helps them share their feelings and their emotions. This is healthy. This is not a negative. This doesn't mean that you're a bad family or a bad parent or your child is out of control. What this means is that you care enough to step out and find someone else that can help you process what it is that you're going through. And this is positive. So several times we've said uh, something good will come out of this. And there are people out there that really get upset and say, there's nothing good 
that can come out of this? How can you say that? And they go off on a tangent and get very ugly. And I just want to say this. God did not do this. Mm -hmm. God did not cause this to happen. This is evil. Mm -hmm. And God promised to take that which was meant for evil and use it for for good. good. That's right. Now, we cannot bring those beautiful lives back. Mm Mm-hmm. But we don't want to compound it and make it worse. Yeah. So we go through the process, and the end result is we get to that healing part. And part of that process is recognizing that there are good things we can appreciate, like the people that help. And we can do something to help. And those are things that we can focus on as we go through that process. So, um, you know, our much uh, our prayers are with all of the people that are in mm. Uvalde, especially uh, that whole area. But but our our prayers are for our families and our community, for our teachers and for our school administration, for our first responders, for the people that have to deal with things that never know when it could happen here. Uh, you know, you just I'm sure that they never thought that it would happen there. Ugh. You know, so you're, you're and cautious. they had safety protocols yeah. in place. They knew it was a possibility. Mm-hmm. And I once again want to encourage everyone. It was great to see the show of police presence. Yes. Thank you to our city police, our sheriff's department, mm-hmm. our first responders, fire department, EMTs, our faculty and staff at our schools. Thank yes. you. Yes, thank you for all that you do to keep our families safe. And uh, if you are in need of help, um, please reach out. And if you uh, would like to speak to myself or to Rudy, uh, we have at Home Success Coaching. You can contact the McCullough County Resource Center. They'll be able to get in touch with you, or you can contact us here at the radio station. We'd be glad to set up a time where we can visit with you and your family to help ensure that you go through the process of whatever tragedy or crisis that you're going through. And that's a good word. It's a process. It's not an event. This is an ongoing process. Take the time to learn how to have these conversations. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for being with us tonight and inviting us into your home. We always love hearing from you and spending Sunday evening with you, sharing our thoughts about home, family, and relationships from our home to yours. I'm Debbie Rule. I'm Rudy Rule. And we'll see you next week at 6 p.m. right here on KNEL 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com. Have a blessed week. Thank you for joining us today for At Home with Debbie Rule. You can be at home with Debbie Rule every Sunday on KNEL 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com. Follow At Home with Debbie Rule on Facebook and podcast on iTunes. See you next week at home with Debbie Rule for more insights on home, family, and relationships.